Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Find Me in a Book podcast. It is episode 50. Isn't that insane? Maybe it's not as insane to you as it is to me, but honestly, I cannot believe that I have been doing this for a year. Um, This is the longest, I don't know if you'd call it hobby. Is this a hobby? or like interest or I don't know what you would like technically call this but uh, this is the longest I've ever stuck to something and been consistent (laughs) because I think I have a little bit of ADHD and so I just uh, get uninterested in things pretty quickly and I have like short-term obsessions where I'm like I'm gonna do this project I'm going to like do all this stuff. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then like within a couple of days, I'm like, "Mm, no, I don't think I'm going to do that. Like I at one point had so much yarn, like, cause I was going to make these scarves. And then I was like, "Mm, I don't want to do that. And then at one point I was going to do like these shirts with my friend and I was going to have this brand. But then like uh, a couple of weeks later, I was like, mm, no, I don't think I want to do that either. So for real, this is like the longest I've really like stuck to something. And I genuinely still love it. Like, of course, there's some weeks where I'm like, oh, man, I don't want to like, I don't want to record. I don't want to do this. But I still read. Like, that's the thing is that I still am reading. I've never not been like, oh, man, I don't want to read. Like, I've never had that feeling like my entire life. It's just like the act of recording that I'm like, oh, man, I just I could I just wish that I could like, I don't know, um, like transport my my brain, like my thoughts to you guys or have a conversation. I don't know what I'm really saying. Um which I'm trying to, I don't know if it would work to do like more Instagram, like TikTok videos instead of episodes. But no, the more that I am thinking about it, it's just better to have episodes. And then sure, I can add in like those other social medias. But as long as I have like my podcast episodes, I think I'll be fine. Anyways, I'm just like talking out loud just because I'm so excited. Like, I'm just very proud of myself. Is that kind of weird to say to everyone? Like I'm I'm genuinely like proud of myself for sticking to this and still genuinely loving it. Uh, one day I really do want to have this be my full-time job. Like me and JR are planning that in our future. And it might take another couple of years, which I'm fine with. Like it's whatever. You, you got to do what you got to do. But uh, one day... One day I will finally quit my job and quit like the corporate world. And one day I will become a full-time content creator. And I'm so excited because then I can do like multiple episodes a week. I can do more videos on Instagram. I can interact more because currently I just don't have the energy. I mean, I do have the time. Don't get me wrong. I do have the time to do more videos do more episodes, things like that. I just don't have the energy. Like I am exhausted by the time that I get home every day. So I'm just proud of myself that I am still doing one episode. (laughs) And as you can tell, like if you have been here from the very beginning, my episodes used to be really long. Like they would get to like 45 minutes to an hour 
because I felt like I needed to tell you like every single second of the book and every single little thing. But now my episodes get to like 20 to 30 minutes because I feel like it's more of a conversation. Like I'm telling you a little bit about the layout of the book, what I liked, what I didn't like, more about the characters and kind of leaving more up to you uh, to go and read the book or like interpret it how you will. Um, But there are some books where I'm like, no, I got to tell them everything because this is cray. Uh, which is another, it's a slang word for crazy, if uh, you didn't know, like the little slang. Uh, So yeah, I'm just really excited to be here. I'm really excited to talk to you about the book that I'm, actually, I'm going to talk to you about two different books, um, because I just thought that they were so great, and so I wanted to tell you about both of them. And of course, of course, I'm sure you are here because of the title of this episode. And we are going to be talking about It Starts With Us by Colleen Hoover. We did talk about It Ends With Us, and that is on episode 42. And we learn all about Lily and Atlas and Ryle in that episode. And if you read the book or if you just followed along with the the episode, you know that it's a very heavy emotional book. I I mean, I don't know if it was a surprise to everyone that Colleen Hoover was coming out with the second book, um, but I didn't expect it at all. Like I, I kind of thought that we would just be left hanging and it's up to our interpretation, like what would happen with these characters? Because at the end of that book, like the first book, uh, she meets up with Atlas again, like she runs into him and her and Ryle, her ex-husband, have just like settled into like kind of a, a civil co-parenting rhythm from what we get from the little synopsis that we like read about it. So she runs into Atlas after nearly two years, basically, of not seeing him because she's like, I'm not ready. Like, I'll reach out to you when I am. And she's really excited to run into him again. And he kind of like asks her out and she's like, Yes, basically. Uh, so yeah, it base it starts literally from where the first book left off, which is actually really nice. And it kind of felt like an extended epilogue, but not in a way that it was just like, oh yeah, happily ever after, like the whole time. Like, no, there was actually like a little bit of a plot twist. There was some like added characters into it, which was really nice. So I believe I recommended It Ends With Us to my mother and sister. If I didn't, I don't know why I didn't, uh, but I do recommend it to them. And I also recommend the sequel basically to anyone. Like there wasn't a lot of spice, like maybe one and a half. Like there are a couple scenes, but nothing detailed, nothing like... Ooh, I need to close my eyes for this. Like nothing like that at all. It's very, very mild. And it's just like you're just so happy for them that it's just, I don't know. It, it It's a good scene. It, it's a great book. It really is. And it really was highly anticipated from everyone. Literally, it came out on the 18th of October. And today's the 24th, I think. And it already has over 10,000 reviews. Literally, it has like a four and a half stars, like almost five and over 10,000 reviews. Like everyone was so excited and so hyped. And I honestly did read it in a day. 
I was very excited, but also as it was a very easy read. Like there wasn't a lot of emotion that I felt during it, like except happiness. I really just was so happy for them. And like I said, it happens like two, two years after she has been separated from Ryle because of the domestic abuse and other situations. But once she meets up back with Atlas, she does like, it kind of does hit her that Ryle is still very much a part of her life. And if Ryle already didn't like Atlas when they were together or almost separate, she was like, I really don't know what I was thinking. Like he really will not like Atlas knowing that we are going to be dating again. And so there's that whole situation with uh, Ryle and Atlas and they have a couple fights and they're able to kind of figure out the situation and it's very endearing and it's very like, I don't know, it's just kind of heartwarming. I, uh, Of course they go through like ups and downs and you try and figure out like, oh, how would I feel in that situation? Like if someone were to come and be like the new mother of my children, even though I don't have children, I just have dogs. But you know what I'm saying? Just kind of like putting yourself in those shoes, like how you would feel if like your ex-spouse were to start dating someone else and you know that they are a very, very good person. And I don't know. It just it was very interesting and thought provoking going into this book. And I felt like it really was the book that we needed. Like it was a story of overcoming obstacles and living your best life. And I, I felt like it was such a good wrap up to these characters that it just kind of was healing. Like you saw healing of all characters. Um, you didn't really see much healing from Ryle, but I'm sure there was like some things that he was overcoming. Like I can tell you at the very end, like he was going into anger management and therapy, like he was actually seeking help. And so like there was healing and growth from that, which I believe. And I realized that like when you grow up in certain situations and you look at life differently, sometimes things are repeated. And sometimes you make promises to yourself that you aren't going to make certain decisions because you don't want that repetitive outcome. And there's a lot of things growing up that I'm like, oh, I, I don't want to do this when I'm a parent or I do want to do this when I'm a parent. I mean, I'm not a parent yet, but of course there are some things that you look at differently and you promise yourself like different decisions. But also like sometimes someone comes along and changes your life completely, if that makes sense. I don't know if it just, if I kind of just circle around everything. Um, let me give you an example. So growing up, I grew up in a very conservative family, and family is number one in this culture. And I mean, for everyone, I feel like family should be number one. Um, but in this culture, we're kind of, not secretly, but silently taught that it is kind of expected to have kids right after you get married because family is the whole, like what our culture is surrounded by and, and it's like circled around, if that makes sense. And so in my mind, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get married and then I'm going to wait a year and then I'm going to have kids. Like I have to have kids. I have to have kids by the time I am 21 or 22. Like I have to do this. Because I, I thought that's what it was expected and I wanted that and 
Like that's what family members had done. That's what like my parents had done. That's what all my family, extended family had done. And so then JR, my husband comes along, we start dating and we don't really talk about kids a lot. Um, once we get married, I tell him like, hey, this is our plan. This is my plan. This is what I want to do. He was very, very kind and very patient. And we had multiple conversations. And I cried multiple times because I didn't understand why he didn't have the same perspective as me, why he didn't want the same thing as I did. Like, this is what I was taught. This is what was expected. And I didn't understand and it wasn't until someone, like I was saying, some someone came along and changed my life and changed my perspective and said, hey, instead of having kids right away like this, maybe let's wait a couple years. Like maybe let's figure out who we are as individuals, who we are as a couple, who we are as like this unit and figure that out before we bring children in. And I did not understand that. And there was a couple other things in our marriage that I did not understand. Like I knew, I thought I knew one thing and that's what I wanted to do. And it was very healing and very like growing. It helped me grow to realize like, no, there are other ways to do these things. There are other perspectives. There are other avenues that we can take. And long story short, um, I am now 30 years old and we don't have kids and I'm okay with that. I know that I'm still a good person. <laughs> I know that I'm still like family is my goal. I still have that. And my husband and I are closer than ever because we've had those years without children to really figure out who we are as people and who we are as a married couple before we bring in another individual and I don't know if this is just like rambling. I don't know if I just kind of like spilled all my guts and feelings. But it was interesting to see with this story and how Lily's mother went through the same thing that she did. Her mother was in a very abusive relationship, very like just very toxic environment. And Lily was brought into that and she was in that situation as well. And so she knew that once like this was happening with her and Ryle, she knew that this was not right. She knew what her feelings, like her feelings were valid and what she needed to do. And it took a little while. It really did. But she was able to have strength and she had support and she had her system and people around her. And she was able to break the cycle, basically. And that's really hard to break a cycle of something that you grew up with. To kind of go back to my childhood and, and growing up, um, we, we weren't really taught this, but it was kind of unspoken again that we just had to figure out our own problems. Like we, it wasn't popular, it wasn't like accepted to go to therapy um, if you went to therapy, like something was really wrong with you, like, how dare you? And that was the generations above us too. Like I'm a millennial and those were the generations above us too, that you don't talk about problems. You don't talk about what's going wrong. You just basically suck it up and figure it out. And so I wanted to break that cycle. And so when I realized my anxieties, when I realized kind of a, a PTSD that I was going through 
I was like, you know what? I'm not going to sit in silence. I am going to go to therapy because I don't know how to get these thoughts out of my head and and speak them out loud. Like I don't know how to create action. I don't know how to help myself. It is out of my hands. And so I broke that cycle and I'm helping, I feel like I'm helping my siblings talk about things more and I encourage therapy to anyone who wants to talk about it. And I don't, therapy is not a bad thing. It's never a bad thing. Just having an extra person there to help you figure out your thoughts, it's not a bad thing. And I'm going to share that with my future kids is that therapy is not a bad thing if you need help. Even if you don't need help, like therapy is not a bad thing. It's okay to ask for help. And with having that person that encourages you with changing your life and changing that repetitive outcome, um, they help change your outlook and even make it better than what you imagine. And and that in, it's an indescribable feeling, honestly. And that kind of love is felt so deeply that it can be scary almost that you realize how much this person has helped you. Um, but it's also the best thing that you could ever do for yourself is to break the cycle. And going back to like the main characters, um, Atlas, he he's not just a book boyfriend. Like I know we talk about like book boyfriends like, oh, wow, he's so dreamy. No, no. Atlas is a book husband. He is the real deal. He is such a beautiful soul. He came from the ashes and is now rising as a phoenix. That sounds so cheesy, but like literally how he is written, how he is created, his thoughts, his emotions, how he deals with situations. When he could easily lash out, he could easily cause drama, he could easily like just go into the negative, but he chooses not to. He chooses not to. He just like, <laughs> he's perfect. And Colleen Hoover made him perfect. And it just ties everything up beautifully. He is such a beautiful person. It ju you just root for him and you're just so happy for him and so happy with how he treats Lily how he treats the people around him, the situation that he grew up from. And there's like a little story twist with him that more characters are introduced and just how he reacts to those those characters and reacts to the changing situation is just beautiful. And you're able to see more of the background that he came from and the childhood that he like lived with. And it just, your heart hurts for him, but it's also like warm with how he grew from it and how he evolved and the person that is he is now. Like, he is such a perfect person. Like, oh, I just, I loved him. I really, really did. And Lily grew and she evolved and her thoughts and emotions, you're there with her. And I don't know if I did say this at the very beginning, but this is a dual point of view. So you are able to see Lily's point of view and you're able to see Atlas's point of view. And I actually genuinely loved that because I was so interested in Atlas in the first book. Like I wanted to know more about him. And this just like, this gave us what we wanted. And so I would recommend this book to everyone. Definitely read the first book first 
just so that you know the characters and you know like the situations and everything like that. But if you've read the first one, I highly recommend the second one. It is just a good, solid book. And the next little book that I want to talk about, I did read this past week as well, and it was very surprising. It is called Beautiful Graves by L.J. Shin, and I've read multiple books by her before, and I've loved every single one of them. They're more of like a serious contemporary book, but this one, it was kind of different from what she usually writes about, like This one was very emotional. It was very deep. It had a lot of layers. I'm going to be kind of vague because I I don't want to give anything away um, because it is such a beautiful and emotional roller coaster. Like these two books, like it starts with us and Beautiful Graves, like both of them were just so beautiful and emotional roller coaster. It was very, it was a lot for me this past week, like just reading these heavy books and like the angst and heartbreak, like I was almost in tears with what this girl had to go through. And this book, what I loved is that it truly makes you feel what the the hero and the heroine is going through. And that really, to me, is such like a skilled author, like they are able to portray this so easily through the writing, through the descriptions, through everything that like you can, you're right there with the the main character. Like it was so great. And my heart broke for Everlyn. That's the main character's name. Um, like it broke for her at times. And other times I literally, I wanted to smack her on the head. Like I want to be like, are you serious? Like, what are you doing? And it was frustrating, but just so, just so evolving of her, like she just, uh, she just grew as a character and like the banter and the chemistry and the passion was perfect. And you felt every emotion that this character was going through. And I swooned, honestly, I swooned for both of the heroes at different points. Like there's two different guys, kind of a love triangle, but not really. Uh, And the emotional turmoil that the main female character goes through and to try and choose between two very different men and also deal with what she's going, what's going on in her personal life with her family, friends. Like it was a lot. It was a lot. And the plot twist kept me on my toes and the journey that she goes through, it was rough. It really was rough, but in the end, so worth it. Like, it it was so worth it. And at times, though, I felt a little disconnected with the main character, but it was because she herself, like, the character is disconnected with the outside world and kind of, like, shuts you off as a reader that you don't know what she's feeling, what she's doing, what she's thinking. Like, it just, it really was a roller coaster of emotions, And I just, I highly recommend it. I think my mom and sister would love this book. And I think, I honestly think anyone would really like this book on a spicy scale. Like, I don't know, like maybe a one and a half again. Like there's some situations, but there's no description. There's, there's nothing inappropriate about it. And so, yeah, I, I highly recommend it to whoever wants to pick it up. It's a very beautiful book. Um, So yeah, those are the two books that I read this past week for the 50th episode. 
And I now want to tell you about what's going to go on my Instagram page tomorrow. I am doing a giveaway. And this giveaway uh, is for my 50th episode and for my one year mark of uploading. So I am going to be giving away a $50 gift card to Barnes and Noble and a $25 gift card to Barnes and Noble. So if you want to be entered, go and follow me on Instagram. It's find me in a book podcast. There's a period between each word. You have to like the post and then you have to tag a fellow book lover. And the more tags that you do and the more people that you tag, the more entries to the giveaway and and winning. So this will open tomorrow, which is basically today when you're listening to this. So uh, I believe the 25th, Tuesday the 25th. Am I getting that right? I don't know. Yes, Tuesday the 25th. And it closes on Monday, October 31st at, I don't know, should we say like... 11.30 p.m., 11.45 p.m. that night. And then I will tally up the votes and then I will post the winner. And yeah, it's really exciting. I'm excited to finally be here. I know that I've thought about this moment for a long time. It's just exciting that it's already here. I'm just, I'm genuinely so happy uh, to be able to have this platform, to be able to have these conversations, to be able to interact with y'all to be able to just like read and do what I love. I just genuinely love reading so much because you just escape from the world and you create your own worlds. And it just, uh, it's like a movie in my mind. You just go into your own movies. But anyways, that's enough from me, but I'm very, very, very grateful for you guys. I'm very grateful that you are taking time out of your day to listen to this little podcast and these episodes and, and listen about books that, that I've read and that we've talked about. And if you've read them as well, like I just genuinely thank you for your support and yeah, definitely enter into the giveaway and follow me on Instagram and I will talk to you guys next week. Thanks.